Welcome into AFC or AFC A to Z Sports Prime Time here from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I might be late, but I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get the Intel Edge you need to succeed in this red hot Nashville real estate market. Gary Ashton for your dream address without the stress. True Math Fitness in the Gulch. 52 pounds is what I was able to lose going to True Math Fitness. They can get you to your fitness goals as well. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. And Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today and they will match your first bet up to $1,000 win or lose. Nobody has better odds boosts and promo bets than Superbook Sports. So the Titans drafted Will Levis 33 overall. They let him go. In the first round, they tried to trade back up to get him, but ultimately traded back up in the second round to select second overall in the second round. Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. Now, that was after C.J. Stroud had gone second overall to the Texans. And, of course, very soon after that, Anthony Richardson fourth to Indianapolis. They now join those three quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence in one of the most interesting quarterback divisions in football right now for all the young talent that now resides here. Tannehill is the most entrenched or the veteran of the group at this point where the next closest is Trevor Lawrence among projected starting quarterbacks, that is. And perhaps Gardner Minshew starts the season for Indianapolis, but it certainly seems like based off Jim Irsay's comments, that Anthony Richardson is going to get the opportunity to start. Amar on YouTube says, great move to grab Levis. Really smart move with a division with all good young quarterbacks. Well, we can talk about who's the greater risk among these three new quarterbacks who have just arrived in the AFC South, because I do think that you can make a very compelling case for Will Levis to be able to succeed in Tennessee, while it may not be as easy for Anthony Richardson, for example, to do so in Indianapolis, but we'll talk about these things here tonight. Um, is it legit? Buck hasn't confirmed, but it seems legit if Will Levis posted. If Will Levis posted what? You'll have to uh, fill me in, or Bert will have to fill me in at some point. I haven't seen anything from. Uh, I haven't seen anything from Will Levis today, so perhaps somebody can fill me in. With that, because we are going to talk about Will Levis in some capacity here in just a second. I'll see what uh, Bert has to say about it. But in the meantime, um, the quarterback situation in the AFC South is going to be one that is going to be decided very, very early on. And obviously, the Jags currently control this division. Uh, I think the uh, I think that the circumstances for the Titans at this point, it's a little bit more of a slow burn. Now, we're going to start with your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch to get the discussion going here tonight. Uh, in fact, Bert, if you would uh, mind sending me the email, that you're, or no, I haven't. I'm just being dramatic. Where does the Titans quarterback room rank in the AFC South? I can see you back there. I'll deal with you later. If you're, if you're not nice to me, Bert, I'll make you go on camera, and I know how much you hate that. Where does the Titans quarterback room rank in the AFC South? We're going to talk about it together. The Two Rivers Ford take. As always, it's presented by Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford 
for quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Nobody has better options for you and makes the car buying process faster, easier, or more fun than Two Rivers Ford. I was just at Two Rivers Ford today getting my vehicle serviced. I cannot say enough about the work that their group does in the service department. It's just one of the many reasons that I love being a Two Rivers Ford customer, and you will as well. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So where does the Titans quarterback room rank in the AFC South? Um, first with this O-line, says Royal Wright. That's interesting. Uh, Jake Barr says who run it. He's, I assume that means he's advocating for the Titans in this way. I think there's a variety of different ways that you can look at the quarterback room, right? Because what I see on a regular basis um, is a lot of Tannehill slander, right? I am somebody who thinks Ryan Tannehill is an above average quarterback in the NFL. I believe that we have seen him perform at a level that indicates that he's capable of doing it again, but he needs a better supporting staff or supporting cast at this point. He needs better coaching at this point. He needs more than Trevor Lawrence or Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert might. He needs a little more help. Now, they have gone from a talent bereft roster to one that I do believe is foundationally better and will be foundationally better in the areas that they need to be to be at least average. Again, they need to get to average at least at minimum as an offense where they're not leading the league in three and outs, where they are not uh, laboring the way that they do consistently with their predictability, where they're not uh, struggling to get explosive plays or getting their quarterback injured because their offensive line is a mess. They need some kind of stability on offense. And the moves that they've made, it feels like, are going to give them an opportunity to do that again. Now, Trevor Lawrence is who has recently won the division. He didn't do it necessarily cleanly, for those of you who remember that Week 18 win and end game between the Jags and the Titans. Trevor Lawrence was the reason they won that game. The, um, you know, whether you want to call it a no call or whether you want to go with the officials on, it was a fumble recovered for a touchdown by the Jags on the Josh Dobbs, what I thought was an incompletion, but they seemed to deem otherwise. Um, that was what the, the Jags defense ultimately won them that game. Trevor Lawrence did not play particularly well. So to say just because the Jags won the division that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the division, I think that might be ignoring the most recent sample size that we have seen of Trevor Lawrence. Now, he did do things like lead them back after her horrendous start to that playoff game against the Chargers, right? But obviously the Chargers are going to get hammered with that too. So your two Rivers Ford take, where does the Titans quarterback room rank now with the addition of Will Levis? Uh, we had a, a, a clip from the Blaine and Mickey show on 104.5 The Zone of Justin Mello, uh, one of the draft analysts who covers this stuff, really, really closely. He was sharing a story about Will Levis, who is now the latest addition to the Titans quarterback room. Um, I had an opportunity a couple of months ago, several months ago, um, to sit down and watch Will Levis's tape with a current NFL scout. It was an experience that I really enjoyed. This scout actually played in the NFL. And, um, and then, you know, I was a bit more skeptical. This was back in October, November, the way Levis was playing last year. And uh, the scout talked to me about going down there to Kentucky, sitting down with Will Levis, meeting him in person, and he said to me, Justin, I played in the league. I wish that guy was my quarterback when I was in the NFL. 
Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an ex-player that still has those competitive juices about me, flowing through me, and I would run through a brick wall for this guy as my quarterback. So I thought that was really eye-opening to hear from a current NFL. It was not a Titan scout, obviously, in case people are wondering. I thought that was really eye-opening to hear, and I, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people in Tennessee. So that's Justin Mello of the Draft Network talking about Will Levis. Now, I think that Ryan Tannehill, given the veteran experience and the levels that we've seen Ryan Tannehill play versus where we have not yet seen Trevor Lawrence achieve at, I think that Ryan Tannehill is probably still the best quarterback in this division. Um, Now, Trevor Lawrence could take a substantial step forward. He's got much better coaching. We could well be talking about Trevor Lawrence in a different light by the end of the season, but I don't think he's established the way that a lot of these other young star quarterbacks are. I think we still have a lot to see from Trevor Lawrence. Now, the good news is he's got potential. If you're a Jags fan or if you're just somebody who likes watching good quarterback play, Trevor Lawrence has a lot of room to grow, which is a positive if you are somebody who's rooting for his success. Now, in this division, the Trevor Lawrence that I saw last year, you can still beat that guy at this point, especially with the defense that the Titans project to have again if they can keep these guys healthy. Now, the Titans quarterback room also includes Malik Willis, who, depending on your view of Malik Willis, could be either viewed as a positive or a negative, given what he was not able to contribute last year. And then with Will Levis, who is anything but a proven commodity at this point, the depth of the Titans quarterback room is very much uncertain. Uh, I think Houston and C.J. Stroud will see growing pains, but that's exciting. I think Anthony Richardson is probably going to have the roughest start of any of them because it sounds like they're going to play him right away. I do think that uh, I do think that what we are going to see from the AFC South this year is telling. It's going to be telling how much help, realistically, the Titans have been able to acquire for Ryan Tannehill. We feel like they've done a sufficient job on the offensive line, given the resources that they had. But is the, are the skill position players enough to give him legitimate firepower to keep up with the rest of the division? And then beyond that, in the AFC, where these teams are stacked offensively. Um, I think that at this point, I think that at this point, that's a fair question and an answer that we won't have until we get probably a month into the season. So where does the Titans quarterback room rank? I'd probably, who's the backup? Is it still Beathard, Bert? Is it still C.J. Beathard in Jacksonville, the backup quarterback to Trevor Lawrence? I feel like that is probably the quarterback room that I would favor. Um, C.J. Beathard has started games, um, both for the the 49ers and for the Jags. Okay, so it is C.J. Beathard. I'd probably go Jags, Titans. Texans Colts ahead of the season just in terms of the quarterback room specifically but I do think that Tennessee I think if Tennessee gets the protection right around Ryan Tannehill we can be having a much different conversation by season's end even as I'm I'm a Trevor Lawrence believer I think that guy is going to be end up being really good I'd I'd like to see the Titans alleged to have a plan right like they keep telling us that they have a plan it's tough to see that right now, but perhaps that'll manifest in ways that they've been banking on with the young receivers from last year's draft class with what they've added now and with increased or improved protection and depth in front of Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. We'll find out.
So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the rest of the division at this point because I do think that the Jags uh, and the uh, I'm sorry that the Colts and the Texans circumstances are really really interesting at this point. Which AFC South quarterback will have the best rookie year? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch in the comment section. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. Go and get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMavFitness.com. All kinds of great workouts. Today is a full body workout with a focus on upper body. It's a workout that I really enjoy. It's one that the coaching staff really gets into to maximize your potential and to help you achieve your fitness goals. Whether you like the group classes, the personal training, or just want to have access to their open gym, TrueMathFitness.com has all manner of options for you to improve your fitness today. So to get started and for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident, go to TrueMathFitness.com today. So as you look at the rookie quarterback situation in the AFC South, Stroud, two, Richardson, four, Levis, 33. Tannehill here, Minshew and Indy, and the combination of uh, Davis Mills, C.J. Stroud, and uh, Case Keenum, who is on his third tour of duty in Houston, if memory serves. It is easy to imagine a circumstance where Stroud has the best season. In theory, Levis won't have the kind of opportunity to play that the other two do. Now, perhaps something happens in training camp this year that none of us could imagine, which is that Levis outperforms Ryan Tannehill, legitimately pushes him for the job. Maybe they start the year with Tannehill. Maybe something happens to Tannehill. They put in Levis and they get off and run it. Stranger things have happened, even though he's a young quarterback, even though he's raw, right? If Things can click that way in football. It could happen for Stroud. It could happen for Richardson in the same way. Levis, though, right now seems least likely to be on the field at the start of the season among the three. You would go Stroud, Richardson, Levis, but it sounds like Richardson, based on the owner's comments, again, are going to start. I would venture a guess and say Stroud, though I don't. I mean, I don't know what D'Amico Ryan's and his situation and his coaching staff, I don't know what they're going to be able to produce. I know that they have a solid offensive line situation in Houston. I know that they added uh, skill position players like Tank Dell, whose size made him a question, but certainly I think has the potential to be fun. They have some young talent there uh, defensively. They've added players, Damian Pierce, obviously the running back and Derek Stingley, the corner. It's, Houston is interesting, um, but I do think that C.J. Stroud will probably have the best potential to kind of break through that way. Uh, I think the uh, I think the more that you look at the quarterback situation, the more you have questions about Richardson. I was reading Bruce Feldman's column uh, about the Colts draft specifically, and I want to read you this portion of it about how he felt Indianapolis did. Quote, I'm fascinated, Bruce Feldman, of course, the sideline, uh, sidelines of college football games for Fox, the biggest Fox games of the week, uh, on, uh, on the college football schedule, and then writes for The Athletic, uh, one of the most informed people that we have in that sport. Quote, I'm fascinated to watch what happens with the Colts and Anthony Richardson. I love the fit. 
As we detailed last week, the 6'4", 244-pound, 20-year-old with 4'4", speed and a 40-inch vert has an athletic skill set unlike anyone the NFL has ever seen. He has Josh Allen's arm with Michael Vick's speed and explosiveness. That's a batshit crazy comparison to make. And comparisons at that level are tough, right? You look at these guys and, and you say, you know, it's tough to hold anybody to the standard of those two players. I almost just let him be Josh Allen, right? We we were very hard on Josh Allen at the gate, but there was there was a low bar, it felt like, for Josh Allen to a degree. By the way, this Knicks heat game is getting uh, nuts at the Garden tonight. Um going down between Miami and New York in the second round. 99-96, a big three-point shot with just over four minutes to play if you're keeping track of the NBA postseason tonight. Um, looking, at the, uh, looking at the circumstances for these four quarterbacks, you know, I do like Richardson's setup in Indianapolis because I like his head coach. I do like Shane Steichen. And I think that Anthony Richardson and the Colts offense. I was listening to David Carr of the NFL Network break this down, and I thought he put it in good perspective. Yeah, I think that's the beautiful thing about this whole situation is that Jalen has already kind of blazed the trail for, mm-hmm. for Anthony. So I think that in the same offense as well. So right. I, what I would ask is that we have a little bit of patience. Like there's going to be a situation where he probably starts week one. Like, if you really think about it and you listen to what Jim Mercer has said, you look at the way they're going to run this offense, he could very easily go in there and run the football downhill, utilize a lot of the same concepts they did at Florida, create one-on-ones on the outside. But we're going to have to be a little bit patient, as we were with Jalen. And it got to a point in Philly where people were almost running out of patience. So that's what I would ask, right? There can even be a scenario, when I look at this thing, that Anthony's out there and he's running this offense and they're effective on first and second down, maybe even the red zone. You get in some third down situations, two minutes, you got to put Gardner Minshew in there. Don't let that be a negative. Don't let us come on here and start talking about, oh, Anthony's not ready. We all know he's not quite there yet as far as his development as a quarterback. But I love his makeup. I love that he knows what he doesn't know. He's willing to learn. He's willing to go out there and put himself out there. He has the same career path. He could have the same career path as Jalen Hurts. Same coach, same system. All the similarities are there. I would even argue Anthony has a bigger upside. Like physically, he does some things that like Cam Newton, like we haven't seen in like the last five or eight years, you know, since Cam was an MVP candidate. So that's going to be really fun to see how this thing kind of all turns out. So that's David Carr's breakdown of Anthony Richardson and the Colts offense. I think it's going to be a fascinating setup and one that we are going to be uh, obviously interested in talking about. The Titans are going to have to face this guy twice a year and no one no one knows what he's going to pan out to be there are all manner of different things that can occur that can either you know elevate what Anthony Richardson is ultimately going to end up being or put him in a position where he gets overexposed and he's not necessarily able to manage the amount of stuff that's being thrown at him right out the gate that was something I was listening to Ryan Rossillo, uh, his podcast, he did a post-first-round podcast with Kevin Clark of the Ringer. And I was listening to the two of them talk about what they had heard in college football around Anthony Richardson and that Billy Napier in his first year at Florida had thrown too much of him, too much at him in terms of the level of offense that he was being asked to run in ways that did not necessarily help the growth of a player who only had a sample size of 12 starts heading into this NFL, to to this NFL draft, right? 
Anthony Richardson is not just raw and super toolsy. He's also incredibly unproven because there's just not a ton to work with in terms of the tape there for you to kind of discern how much better this guy can be or has the potential to be. But I do think ultimately, uh, I do think ultimately that when you look at the circumstance for Anthony Richardson, if you're the Colts, it's worth the gamble. Because I did like their draft. I liked what Indy did. I liked what Houston did, to be honest with you. I thought, uh, and you know, like I said, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination out on the Titans draft. I wasn't crazy about the trade up for Levis, but I understood what they were trying to do. And like I said, if that's the quarterback on their board, then go get your quarterback and try and figure out the most difficult position to figure out. But I think ultimately uh, what you see in Anthony Richardson is somebody who's worth the risk. I would have said if the if he had fallen to the Titans 11, I would have said the same thing. He, if he hits, has the potential to be the next great thing, right? For all the you know skepticism around him, for all the different ways that his game is being dissected about what he didn't do in college, that you know he's being compared to Cam Newton, but Cam Newton won at a rate in college football that was unlike anything that we had ever seen. He single-handedly nearly willed an Auburn team that had no business being in the championship to a championship that year. Anthony Richardson was not that in college football last year. Florida went 6-6, six and six and he was, I mean, poor to middling at times in ways that Cam never, ever was. So it's not a fair comparison to make of him as a college football player. But we're seeing teams take chances on players like this more often. Where it's become normalized probably more so in the last, let's say, five to ten years of drafting, where these high high upside, highly athletic, super toolsy players who come in really raw, you gamble on them to an extent. You try and equip them with the best possible surroundings and then try and make a run with them on a rookie quarterback deal with as much support as you can afford to pay under the salary cap. Richardson is worth that risk that way. Um, and I think that is a, uh, I think that's a fascinating situation. So let's wrap things up with a gone viral video. It's just a quick nine second TikTok that I'm going to share with you guys from draft night that made me laugh. Uh, what was the best thing that you saw on the internet this weekend? That's the question that we're asking you on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. While you guys do that, I will tell you about the great people who make the primetime show possible. Of course, that is the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress and get the Intel edge you need to succeed. Nobody has better Intel on more properties than the Ashton Group. It's why they're the team that your favorite teams trust. Gary Ashton is the official real estate agent of the Preds and the primetime show as well as my radio show. So go to GaryAshton.com for the team that your favorite teams trust and that Intel edge you need to succeed. So what was the best thing you saw on the internet this weekend? Draft weekend was full of all kinds of highlights and some lowlights, but there was one thing on TikTok after the Titans drafted Will Levis that made me laugh. I'm going to play it a couple of times for you guys because it's fast. And I want you to pay attention. But this was uh, courtesy of, uh, I don't think it was the Titans TikTok. I think it was a Titans fan on TikTok that I saw on Friday night. Oh! She is very gorgeous to me. <laughs> oh! She is very gorgeous.
that was the feeling that Titans fans had to eat as they were being mocked by their AFC South brethren and by their SEC East brethren that they had drafted the uh, drafted. I think Bert made the comparison on the radio show today to Will Levis being the girl that you made fun of in grade school or high school that ultimately ended up, you know, uh, as a late bloomer or somebody that you ended up needing to, you know, so your last ditch effort to take out, take you out on a date because nobody else would go out on a date with you or something like that. Like you need that woman and you have spent time and effort and energy mocking her for some reason or for that other person in your life, whether you're flirting uh, that way or whether you're doing it out of spite, either way you need Will Levis and Will Levis is who's going to the dance with you. So now you're in this situation with a quarterback that you didn't want and a fan base that could not be less interested in him. And Will Levis is the guy. And you're sitting there in the back of the bus while everybody's making fun of you. Scream. She is very gorgeous to me. (laughs) It made me laugh when I saw it on draft night. That was among the best things that I saw on the internet this weekend. Radio show is going to be fun tomorrow. Bert is going to come prepared with AI sports poetry on Will Levis. I can't wait to hear his uh, reading and iteration of that. We will uh, we will get into uh, a lot of what the Titans have done on the offensive line. We'll also talk about the Taylor Lewan story. Um, had a, a conversation about that this morning with Lewan suing his doctor for a botched ACL surgery, which is an interesting development, and ultimately. Seems like it might have led to Taylor Lewan's at least the end of his Titans career, if not the end of his NFL career. So we'll uh, see what comes of that tomorrow. 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Also a 615 Sessions podcast. Also a new episode of The Install with Greg Cosell. Speaking of The Install, go get your tickets at 1045thezone.com. As I mentioned, Greg is flying in from Philadelphia from the headquarters of NFL Films to break down the Titans 2023 draft class with you on May the 20th at the Hutton Hotel. $25 is all the tickets cost. It's going to be an incredible event. We're going to have a lot of fun things planned for you and some special guests. So go to 1045thezone.com to get tickets for the live taping of the Install Podcast with Greg Cosell on May the 20th. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of you guys there. Have a great rest of your night. Radio show at 10 a.m. tomorrow. And we will, uh, if we don't talk to you there, talk to you tomorrow night on the primetime show. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.